Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue with our study of Paul's letter to the Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 reads, And he gave some as apostles, and some as prophets, and some as evangelists, and some as pastors and teachers. Please listen to Pastor Harris as he explains the role of the teaching pastor in today's portion of this week's message entitled, Why Have Pastors? The elders who rule well are to be considered worthy of double honor, especially those who work hard at preaching and teaching. For the scripture says, you shall not muzzle the ox while he is threshing. You'll find that in Leviticus, I believe. And the laborer is worthy of his wages. And that's a quote from Jesus. So this passage identifies some of the elders who are meant to be supported by the congregation. Now, in the context, this word honor refers to material and financial support. It's used that way in verse 3 in this same chapter, where it applies to widows who have met certain spiritual benchmarks and should be uh, kept from from uh, being on the streets by the generosity of the church. They should uh, financially be assisted by the church. That what that's what it means to give honor. So in the case of double honor, obviously this means that these men should be uh, supported by the church and you should double their salary every year. Oh, no, no, wait, wait, no. No, that was, that was my marginal note. Okay. Double honor, there's a play on the word there. Honor, yes, honor them by supporting them so that they can do the ministry to the very best of their ability, but it also means to hold them in high esteem and make sure that they are compensated well so that they are set free to do ministry in a full-time kind of way. Now, would you notice this applies to those who rule well? So there's some pieces to put together here. This passage applies to any elder who distinguishes himself in leadership among the rest of the elders. All of the elders together collectively share the responsibility for overseeing the flock, caring for the flock, and feeding the sheep. But you have these, these concentric circles, if you will. The, the main circle is the church, the body of Christ. You're saved or you're lost. And if you're saved, you're inside that circle. You are part of the, the church. Now, among the church, there's a much smaller circle of the elders. Who are they? Well, back up to, Ephesians, or to um, 1 Timothy chapter 3, parallel passage in Titus chapter 1. It describes the character qualities of the spiritual maturity of those who ought to be recognized as the elders. And then there are those who assist the elders, 
They're called the deacons. The qualities are almost identical, except that the elders also have the responsibility for the overall oversight and the uh, teaching ministries of the church. So you have the big circle, the church, the small circle, the elders. All of the elders rule. That word is used, it's translated rule here. It also means lead. They accept the responsibility for the direction, the accountability, uh, the, the, the plans where everything is going. Now, among the elders who all rule, some rule well. In any group that takes on a responsibility, someone or someones are going to become the leaders among the group, the leaders among the leaders. All elders are equal in character. All elders are equal in uh, the, the, the shared responsibility for overseeing the flock, but some rule well. Now, there's one smaller circle. You see that word, especially? It's a very accurate translation of a word that points to yet another subcategory. Primarily the ones who are to be supported are the elders, the elders who distinguish themselves, and especially those who work hard at preaching and teaching. That phrase is literally that says that they, they labor hard in the Word and in teaching. So, smaller and smaller circles. There are leaders among the elders who are to be supported by the church. Now, let's make a few observations here. God intends for there to be we usually, usually use the word a plurality of elders in each church. Plurality means, not singular, plural, more than one. There is meant to be more than one. Uh, and among those elders of the church, I think there's a very strong implication that there should be a variety of gifts among them. But you will find that Every time the word elder is used in the New Testament in conjunction with the local church, it's always in the plural. There is not the, the church of Timothy, it's the church in Ephesus that has elders, plural. So it's not one man leadership. That is contrary to what uh, the Bible says. And um, as I say, there's a pretty strong implication. They should be diverse in their gifts, their personalities and the things that they do. There are those who distinguish themselves among the elders. They, they, they rule well, so they become leaders among the equals of the elders. All elders rule, but some excel. Now, some specialize in, and they work especially hard at, knowing God's Word and communicating it. Now, if you read the quali qualifications for elders, all elders have to be able, have to understand the Scriptures, to be able to refute those who contradict. I love that translation in, in Titus. Able to handle the Word of God and to refute when false teaching comes. Now, that, that requires a certain level of knowledge. And those who distinguish themselves, though, in leadership, and especially those who work hard, should also be supported by uh, the church. Why? Well, supporting them means they don't have to do a job as in a, 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 if you want to call it, secular vocation, and therefore they can devote themselves full-time to working hard at understanding the Word and teaching. So, 
all pastors and elders have to be competent in handling Scripture. They should be, you know, they, are in, they are called to be accountable for the overall teaching of the church and the quality of that teaching and making sure that false teaching is kept out. But there is a distinction. Now, some people use this distinction. I, this is, I think this is mostly from the world of um, Presbyterianism. And there are a lot of Presbyterians who are truly on their way to heaven. So you have a lot of brothers and sisters there. Uh, in, in some of their churches, they make the distinction. They say, well, this passage says there's, there's two kinds of elders. There are lay elders and pastoral elders. Now, I'd like to suggest to you that's not exactly the right way to describe it. When they mean some are supported by the church and some are not supported by the church, okay, I can live with that. But all elders are shepherds. The elders collectively are the shepherds and their responsibility is to watch over, oversee uh, the whole flock. So uh, I don't like to make too big of a... Of a dichotomy between lay and pastoral elders as if one has authority over the other. And one is like, it's like a, well, when people use the word uh, senior pastor, I used to really cringe at that. Now I am a senior and I'm some, sometimes I think they mean fossilizing pastor. Uh, but it's not senior in the sense of above anybody else. All the elders collectively share the equal responsibility for the oversight of the souls and the ministry of the church. The distinction simply is those who are supported by the church and those who aren't. If you want a way to remember that, some of us are paid to be good, some are just good for nothing. So it'll help you remember. Uh, there's a play on words there. You understand that. Think about working your way through the book of Acts, everything that you see there. In every ministry situation that you can observe in the New Testament, there is always teamwork. You don't have rogue apostles going off and starting their own thing. Now, sometimes one might, go, might have gone you know, to a specific place and been the first contact there. Always there is teamwork. And in every one of the teams, there is always someone who leads when it comes to teaching and preaching. There was never a time when any of the apostles were together and Peter was present, that anybody else but Peter did the public speaking, right? And you say, well, that was Peter. He was a big mouth. He was a, he, he's an exception. How about Paul? Paul always built a team. Paul always was adding to the team. He was, he was spinning off people from the team and sending them different places, like he left Timothy in Ephesus to correct some problems there, like he sent Titus to Crete. But he was always building the team. And every time they went someplace, who did the public speaking? Who did the preaching? Who did the debating? It was always the one most gifted to do that. Well, that doesn't mean it has to always be one, but you understand... There is leadership in all of those situations. Now, I want to make a little comment about something that um, it's, a, it's a school of thought among some very fine churches these days, but in my humble opinion, I think it goes too far in, in one direction. Uh, here's the deal. Look at American churchianity over the last uh, 150 years or so, 
and you will find some marvelously gifted Bible teaching preachers. You will also find a lot of charlatans. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.